following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. The TWSAA playoffs have arrived, and we are going to break it all down on this week's episode of the Main Street Preps podcast. It's the road to Chattanooga. We are going to talk about teams that have the best chance to make it to the finals, who's going to get out of the first round, some sleeper teams, and players to watch. That's all coming up next with me, Russell Venosi, and Tyler Palmentier. This is the Main Street Preps podcast, covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Here are your hosts, Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmentier. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Main Street Preps podcast. We are here today to talk about some high school football playoff games here in Middle Tennessee. Um, we're calling it the Road to Chattanooga episode, and I'm joined today, as always, by Tyler Palmatier. Tyler, you ready to break things down? Well, I think so. We'll see. I mean, um, we all we kind of spend all season studying high school football in the state, and only to kind of get to this part of the season to realize, you know, once some unexpected things happen we we realized we didn't know quite as much as we as we did before so I'm, I'm kind of putting that to the test right now as I as I get ready for some of this oh yeah 100% um so take some of this with a grain of salt but um anyways we're gonna do our best here and um we're talking about kind of a figurative road to Chattanooga because of course nobody's gonna be driving there yet but Tyler I, I've got to give people fair warning it may not be a bad idea to leave pretty early uh Maybe not a month early, but uh, that trip that I made last week to Chattanooga for the girls' soccer state champions championships was um, nothing short of an odyssey. Uh, took about four hours. Ended up on some back roads. I mean, when you when you combine rain with I twenty four traffic and Chattanooga traffic on a Friday, I mean, it was just the perfect storm. I should have left way earlier than I did. But anyway, so if you if you end up driving to these championship games later on in December, uh, just just be wary that it's probably going to take you longer to get there than you think. Yeah, that's one of those things. I mean, I think it's I think it's cool when state championships uh, when the venues kind of get a shake up, um, but when when it's a new area and it's a high trafficked area, I mean, that's just kind of a fan logistic to have to to have to figure out. And this is kind of just going to be a learning experience for everybody. I think going down to these games um, with the games having moved from a, a place where they were, uh, they had been for a little while in Cookville. So it'll be fun. I mean, it's just part of the experience, I guess. Right. It's just something that people kind of have to plan for. Yeah. And I think if you're talking about once you actually get there, the experience should be great because Chattanooga as a town, you know, nothing against Cookville, but there's just quite a bit more to do and to mm-hmm. see in Chattanooga. So that, that, should be fun for everybody that, that gets to make that trip. Um, no but yeah, speaking of that, let's let's break down class by class a couple of teams from the mid-state that we think have the best chance to actually advance that far to the Blue Cross Bowls. Um, let's start out with Class 1A, and uh, we'll preface by saying that Class 1A and 2A, we don't cover a ton, so um, we'll just do our best here. But Tyler, were there any teams in Class 1A that kind of stood out to you from, from this area? I mean, I think Fayetteville looks like the obvious favorite i mean um just it's just been a dominant schedule for them and you know i I love small class teams that that schedule larger class teams and they've done that uh canardo jackson amazing incredible name for for fayetteville's running back uh right around 160 yards per game um 
I, I love kind of just uh, basically they've just beat up on everybody they've played. So I, you know, I'm going to go with Fayetteville. I, I love that as a, I love that as a state title pick. Yeah, I like Fayetteville to get there as well. I will point out that they are on the Peabody side of that bracket. Uh, Peabody was the state champion in Class 2A the past three years, 2018, 19, and 2020. Um, and so they would have to get through them in the semifinals. Um, so that would be one heck of a game if if those te- two teams met. Um, but on the other side, Gordonsville is also 9-1. and one. I think you know, if we're talking Middle Tennessee teams that have a chance to get there, you've got you to gotta throw them in the ring too. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but that's kind of how Class 1A is shaping up right now. Um, so let's move on to Class 2A. This one, uh, of course, has a couple of stalwarts from the area. Watertown and Trousdale County, uh, I think, are two that you have to consider. Uh, Watertown actually beat Trousdale County uh, last week, so a great win for them. But in that rivalry, they, they seem to always go back and forth. You know, Somebody wins the regular season meeting, somebody wins the postseason meeting. So we'll see if that trend continues this year. But um, Watertown... I think I like them to get to the finals with Trousdale County being a close second. They've got to get through nine and zero Meigs County. Uh, they're from East Tennessee, so we'll see if that how that plays out. Um, and then, of course, on the other side of the bracket, you've got Westview and Ty Simpson, Alabama commitment. Uh, you don't usually see an Alabama quarterback commitment in the uh, Class Two A playoffs, so uh, <laughs> that'll be a tough matchup for anybody that draws him. Yeah, I'm like you. I think. Uh... Watertown was one I had, and and I think Westview. Um, I don't know if it's. I, th- I guess I'm just getting pulled in by the the sizzle of a, an Alabama commitment quarterback in Ty Simpson. But I, I watched him play last year, and he he is the real deal. And he's he's good enough on his feet that, uh, and with his arm, that he really is a player that could take over a game and just and just beat somebody. So I think that uh. Westview is also nine and one, so it's. I mean, they they're a proven right. winner at this point. But um, I I do think I, that's that's a definite team to watch for. I mean, because because Ty Simpson, with all of his tools, he's good enough to he's good enough to to take a team along on his back and and make a, a run. Moving on to Class Three A now, um, Tyler, what do you, what do you think about that bracket? Uh, I mean, I would I like Al, Alcoa. Um, interestingly enough, their first round playoff game isn't going to be what it's, I guess they've received a forfeit. I mean, that just happened this morning kind of as we, uh, or last night as we, before we recorded, but their game was canceled, right, Russell? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably uh, so canceled. So they just, they're just going to free pass. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're just going to move on. So I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue whether or not if that's good or bad, I'm not really sure uh, what to think, but uh, I, I like Alcoa. Um, I'd, I'd say maybe second behind that pick, maybe Giles County. Yeah, I, I had Giles County down here. The 3A bracket really for years has just been Alcoa's to lose, uh, so it's kind of them and everybody else. But Giles County, 9-0, and so you got to at least think that they would have a chance. Uh, they do have to get through Alcoa, though, to get to the finals. And then on the other side, you've got a kind of a, a mix of Nashville area teams. Um I'm not sure that any of them have really distanced themselves from each other, but uh, East Nashville is another one that I had down. They are six and four, uh, but they, they won their region title. They played some tough games. They played Riverdale pretty tough a couple weeks ago. And so of all those Nashville area teams that include Waverly, White House Heritage, White House, uh, Fairview, 
think I think East Nashville might be the favorite to get um, past all that group and to possibly make a run. And so let's move on uh, now to 4A. This is kind of where things get interesting, especially from a local perspective. There's a number of 4A teams from this area uh, and a number of good ones too. Uh, I think you've got to start with undefeated Tullahoma at 10-0, and and then right behind them is Pearl Cone, who they beat by a field goal. Pearl Cone's 9-1. Um, but, Tyler, you, you've documented this in some of your stories recently. There are questions about Pearl Cone, they, about some of their health um, of some of their players, and they've been in a lot of close games recently. They seem to find ways to win, but there were some games that we were kind of expecting maybe more lopsided score lines in favor of Pearl Cone. And to top it all off, they – might well have to play at Harding County at 9-0 Harding County in the second round. So feeling a little bit nervous about the Pearl Cone pick, feel maybe a little bit better about Tullahoma, um, but Class 4A might be shaping up to be one where we don't even get a Middle Tennessee team in in the Blue Cross Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, I, and Greenville has been dominant. I mean, at 10-0 all the way there at the top of the bracket. I mean, uh, they beat Sullivan East 88 to nothing a few weeks ago. That's and um, that's just pretty difficult to do. <laughs> I don't care who the opponent is. I mean, uh, that's 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 pretty wild. Kind of glad I wasn't there. But you're right. No, you're right about Pearl Cone. I, I just think I mean, Pearl Cone just not really playing its best football. I don't think that means that they that the Firebirds couldn't make a little run here because they've got. I mean, they've got tools. It's just they're a little discombobulated right now with the injury situation on the offensive line and. Um, Kayvon Coffey is a skill player. He doesn't, maybe not a name that everybody knows, but he's certainly really important to Pearl. So, well, I kind of have to see in Tullahoma, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting team too. 10-0 beat, beat a fully healthy Pearl Cone team, um, which is not, you know, that's something that a NBA can't say that it did. So, yeah, Tullahoma, I would say, is a team to keep an eye on too. That's, um. Yeah, that that's a really interesting group right there at ten and zero. Now we're getting into some brackets that are just filled with with teams from our area. Uh, Tyler, what about Class Five A? Who who sticks out there? I had a tough time in Five A. Um, I mean, when you look kind of around at the, the teams that are going to be more Middle Tennessee, I mean, I, I see some pretty good ones. I see just some region champions, you know, Green Hill. And now I just I had a tough time figuring out. You know, are any of these teams going to be going to make runs? I mean, you know, Springfield had a great season. I mean, defensively, they've been dominant. Um, I, I guess the one that I kind of kept coming back to, and maybe it's just because I've seen Paige, and I and I and I think they've got great quarterback play. Is uh, as it's the Page Patriots at nine and one. Um, I could see them. I could see them getting to the quarterfinals and you know, maybe matching up against a green Hill and then getting into the semis and you, you know, with this, you get to the semifinals with a good quarterback, you're going to have a, you're going to get your shot. Um, so I, I kind of, you know, I say page, I think this is a hard class to pick, but um, you know, maybe, maybe you think a little differently. What are your thoughts, Russell? Yeah. Page was the the top team I had written down here. Um but along along with them, Springfield, I think you've got to take a long look at them too. Um, the way the bracket sets up, that you're right, Paige does have to play a lot of the kind of the more name brand schools that we're familiar with here in Nashville. Um, Springfield, though, is going to 
I mean, all the teams in there on their side of the bracket, or at least their side of the, um, their fourth of the bracket, I should say, is filled with teams that they've already beaten in their region, uh, Kenwood, Henry County, and Portland, and then some some West Tennessee teams in Brighton, Memphis Central, Dyer County, and Munford. And I'll be honest, like none of those teams um, really stick off the page to me. Like Springfield, to me, to me, seems like a pretty a pretty safe bet to to make it to the semifinals. Um, at that point, they would play Page or whoever's standing from that other side of the bracket. But uh, you know, Springfield played in the state championship game two years ago, so those seniors um, that played as sophomores, they know what it takes to to make a run. And uh, Springfield has just made playoff run after playoff run over the last five or six years. So um, especially just looking at the way their bracket sets up, I would not be shocked if they made the semifinals, but I do think all bets are off at that point, just because of, like you said, there's page and there's a few others that are kind of all right there in in the mix. That'd be an awesome matchup page and Springfield, the way Springfield's defense is played. Oh yeah. That'd be phenomenal, phenomenal game. And, And I think that game would be at page. Um, so that's another that's another straw in the hat for Page then because they've it looks like that side of the bracket has home field advantage all the way um, until the finals. So that's that's something you cannot uh, you know underrate in, in any of these classes. I mean, we see it almost every year that the team that uh, is on the top side of the bracket that happens to have home field advantage for that year they, they go back and forth um, as to who gets home home field advantage in the uh, quarterfinals and semifinals. Um, but if you end up on the right side of the bracket and you happen to have a really good team um, and you get to play four home games, that that can make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. No, that'd be a fascinating situation if, if it came to it. So Class 6A now, um, I think this one probably is the easy, maybe the one of the easier ones that we're going to talk about. Uh, Oakland and Summit. I mean, they are on a collision course, right? You wrote about it yesterday in your hash marks column uh, that everybody can read at MainStreetPreps.com, both 10-0. Uh, both do have um, – they're going to have some challenges on the way there, though. Oakland would have to get past Maryville on the road in the semifinals. And Summit has to deal with all of its region opponents again that it that it mostly dispatched, but some of those games could be closer the second time around. And then there's also those Memphis teams in there um, that didn't really get a chance to play um, much at all last year. So I'm sure they're going to be hungry to make a run, too. Tyler, are you, you're pretty much in agreement with that, right? Oakland and Summit, unless something weird happens? Yeah, I, it's this is the class that we just because the nature of our area that we're really um, that we cover probably the most in depth and like you said it kind of uh, I don't know it just, it's also the one that maybe requires the the least amount of analysis at this point just because I feel like Summit and and Oakland have have just sort of played above everybody but all your all of your points are still valid and 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 I wrote about this too today in in the column you know, that, I mean, having to go to Maryville, Oakland at Maryville, you know, that's, that's no easy task. Um, I mean, we, I I do feel like those are the two best teams in the class, but there's, there's things that have to happen. Um, You know, for Summit, you've got on that side, Hendersonville, um, you know, no, no simple task there. Uh, I think the teams in their region have gotten, in, in Summit's region, have probably improved too. If if it comes down to a rematch there, Brentwood's a team that's that's playing better football. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to make it sound like this is the most foregone conclusion uh, there's ever been, but I certainly think out of all the classes, we have two pretty easy favorites 
on both sides of the brackets that make this one kind of an easy prediction. That's probably the best way to put it. Uh, but it'll be there'll be some fun games along the way, I would think, too. I'll say this. I feel a lot more comfortable predicting a Lipscomb Academy CPA Division II AA final that we'll talk in a minute. I talk. I feel a lot more comfortable predicting that than the, the Oakland Summit thing, just because mm-hmm. they've got to they've got to win a couple more games than those private school teams to get there. So, right. anyways, but yeah, speaking of Division II, let's let's move on to, to Division II. Um, starting out in Single A, I think there. Tyler, you you might have seen uh, a preview of the Blue Cross Bowl last week. You want to tell us a little bit about that game? Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the Homer pick DCA after seeing them. And, I, and I'm I'm kind of half joking. I, I haven't been to a whole lot of uh, Division two single leg competition this year until last week. Um, but DCA beat Nashville Christian seven to three. And you know what? For a seven to three football game, I had a really great time. It was a uh, <laughs> I mean, it was you and Joe Dubin both, right? Yeah, some yeah, exactly. Sometimes you need a, a change of pace, you know. Um, I remember when when the spread offenses really became the all the rage, and it, all the high schools were running the spread. Every game was, I mean, just tons of points, and writing up the box scores was always a pain, and it seemed like nobody was playing defense. Uh, I, I don't mind watching a seven three game. This one had a lot of action, and. To be specific about my pick here, DCA, I, I just think it's a good little football team. Uh, Ashton Jones is a – I think he's a really good running back as a sophomore. I think he's going to be great. Um, and then Bradford Gaines, another all-name uh, player, with such a great quarterback name or football name. At, um, he, he's, he's a good little quarterback. And you, if you have somebody that can throw it and you've got a run game, I mean, offensively you're set. And then you've got a team that can hold – you know, Nashville Christian without a touchdown, nobody's been able to do that all season. And they played a good schedule. So uh, I like everything I've seen from DCA. I'm comfortable with the pick. I I like them to, to get it done. I would not have gotten that. I definitely didn't get that pick right at all. Not the winner or the scoreline. Uh, both those teams entered the game averaging over 40 points a game. So the fact that it was 7-3 to three is um, nothing short of a, of a surprise. But you know, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here with you, Tyler. Uh, Nashville Christian, even though they lost that game, they do have, an e- I think, the easier road to get to Chattanooga. Uh, DCA, you know, they've – I need to, I might need to double-check this, but I think there's a they, – they're going to have to play USJ likely in the state semifinals if both teams make it. And I believe this is the year that um, the USJ side of the bracket has the, has the home field advantage. So um, – I mean, to have to play a team like that in the state semifinals, they lost at home to them in the in the semifinals last year. That stopped them from getting their matchup with Davidson Academy. Um, so I don't know. Nashville Christian, meanwhile, I mean, the best team on their side is seven and three Middle Tennessee Christian. That's kind of been on a on a hot streak lately, but I don't see Nashville Christian having too much trouble with them. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, we get. I mean, for the sake of, as a Nashville area publication, we would love the Nashville Christian. DCA matchup, but um, some things definitely have to happen for it to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, Division Two AA moving right along. Um, I think this is this is by far the easiest one on this whole list. Lipscomb Academy CPA. It just seems like they're bound to meet again, and, and Lipscomb Academy's got to have the edge, right? After how that regular season game went with them winning thirty-eight to zero, and really just completely dominating that game. Um, on top of that, Lipscomb Academy has only got to win two games to get to Chattanooga. They have a bye this week. And then if they were to 
win those two games. They would have a bye the week before the Blue Cross Bowl. So um, they're going to be healthy and rested, and uh, CPA does have to play an extra game. They've got to play this week. But CPA is home this week, and they would be home for the quarterfinal and the semifinal rounds as well. So I don't really see another scenario where it's not these two teams. Tyler, do you disagree with that at all? Yeah, I think – I think as long as they were on opposite sides of the bracket, I was going to be pretty comfortable picking them. I mean, um, just no matter how it sets up, I just think they're both kind of – they've proven that they're the the class of of their class, for lack of a better word there. Um, I mean, they're just – they're really – we've both seen them, Russell. We know, you know, we know the, the reputation, and it's going to take – you know, it's going to take some kind of – something really – some a really kind of special upset to, to derail them and – I, I mean, I would pick Lipscomb Academy in the finals at this point. I, mean, I know things can change, adjustments and, and things can be made, but uh, Mustangs just look too good uh, against against CPA in that last meeting. So, yeah, I, I, we're going to see him again in the finals. Uh, at this point, I think Lipscomb is, is your champion. I, I definitely agree with that, but I will say that if they do meet again, I would be shocked if CPA doesn't put up a better fight. They just don't. They're not a team that's going to lose a game. Too many games, thirty-eight to zero, especially the second time around. Um, so mm-hmm. that that hopefully, if they were to meet again, it'll be a better matchup. But yeah. Anyways, it'll last be but okay. Last but not least, we've got the final Division Two classification, Triple A. Um, you know, looking at this one, Tyler McCauley stands out as the favorite. But you know, we talked about it on last week's podcast. NBA has made a real run over the last month and a half or so, and they've got a pretty good chance to make the finals. They're seven and three. Um, they would have to go on the road to Briarcrest in the semifinals, but outside of that, um, they've got a strong chance to get to Chattanooga. Uh, the other one that I'll just throw out as a dark horse is Brentwood Academy, um, and it's funny to even say that they are a dark horse, but uh, they're on a three-game win streak, kind of have turned things around a little bit. They would have to beat McCauley, though, uh, before the finals. So that's, this might be a little bit of a long shot, but as far as the local teams, I think those are the two that, that probably have the best chance. Yeah, if you're Macaulay, that'd be you know it sucks to have a maybe the sleeper team that you're going up against being Brentwood Academy uh, because it's a team that's experienced at this stage. So that's that's kind of an interesting team to have on this that side of your bracket. Um, but no, I I would pick Macaulay at this point as as the state champion. They've 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 played better than than everybody, and and the results have shown that the amount of quality wins, you know, beating NBA, and, uh, I mean, it's just, you go down the road. They've, they've, it's kind of a who's who of, as far as the teams they've taken down, but I, I would, I like NBA at this point to, to get to the finals for a rematch there. I think that's a team that has played a super tough schedule, a a really nice, you know, one of the losses coming from Pearl. I I just, I kind of like the, um, the, the different kind of teams and athletes that they've seen along the way. So I like NBA to get out of that. I think we're going to see a rematch of those two teams playing uh, on this, on December 2nd at Finley stadium. And that was a three point game that Macaulay won uh, at home. So, I mean, it, it might be a pick em if they play again. And you you threw out the, the term sleeper a minute ago, Tyler, and that segues us nicely into our next little segment here. Uh, Let's pick out a sleeper team. This may not be a team that's capable of making the finals like all the ones we just talked about, mm-hmm. but it's somebody that could you know, pull an upset or two in the playoffs, maybe make some noise, probably a team that doesn't have the best record. Uh, is there anybody like that that fits that description? 
that you noticed when you were going through the brackets? Yeah, we were talking about him yesterday, Russell Brentwood. Um, flipped over a new coach this year. You know, a lot of changes on the Brentwood side. There's just there's there's no doubt about that. Um, at quarterback, uh, you're talking about at losing Walker Merrill, uh, who's who's now at Tennessee. I mean, it's um, you know Clint Finch coming in and as the coach, just so many changes. But uh, all of a sudden, here toward the end of the season, they're on a little run. And, uh, you know, finished three and two in the region. Uh, I've won, I believe, four of five, something to that effect. Um, and it's just and, – and they've done it just kind of with that brand of football where they're tough up front. They're, they're not – you know, they, they don't make a whole lot of mistakes. Um, and and they're, they're kind of doing it convincingly. Uh, it's five in a row. I'm sorry. Excuse me. And that started with a win over Hillsboro back in September, and uh, but the last three have been you know double digit wins over Franklin Beach and Centennial. I know Franklin hasn't had a has has had a tough season, but I, I like Brentwood just and just for the sake of it's a team that's out there that was losing early in the season. We all kind of forgot about them. There wasn't a whole lot spoken of Brentwood, but you know now the Bruins have won five in a row and I, that's those are the, the exact teams you don't want to see in the in the playoffs I was just about to say yeah that potential second round matchup if Brentwood goes on the road to Germantown and wins uh, would be Brentwood at Summit and I, I really don't think uh, Summit is is looking forward to that game whatsoever especially after how the last game went it was close down to the down to the end um, I think the final score was um, two scores different but that was because uh, there was an interception at the end that was returned for a longer turn by Brady Pierce and someone eventually scored. Um, so it kind of threw the scoreline off a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think that's a great pick right there. And uh, a team that actually played Brentwood really well this year is my sleeper team, uh, Henry County in class five, a they've played just a, a really difficult schedule, especially to start the season, but they won four out of their last six games to finish 500. So a lot like Brentwood, uh, I think Brentwood is six and four. And some of these results, I mean, they were they were so close in a lot of these games. They lost to Springfield by a field goal. They lost to Beach by 10. Uh, they lost to Brentwood, like I said, by a touchdown. They ended the season, though, with a 56 to nothing win over Portland. And Portland had kind of come on strong before that. Uh, they've got a junior running back in Morgan Barrick that's uh, been great over the past month. He's got in his, only his past three games, his last three games, I should say, 50 carries, 439 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, so they seem pretty, pretty good to just hand him the ball and and let him go. Um, you know, Henry County is in that side of the bracket with Springfield. So, you know, if they meet up again, that should be a great game. I mean, it was a six to three game when they played. Uh, but that's, I think that's my sleeper pick of somebody that could make a little bit of noise there in the class five, a bracket. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned Brady Pierce. Uh, It's, uh, you know, we're. I'll, I'll introduce our next segment, our next topic, which is players to watch. Brady Pierce is a player to watch for me in the in the playoffs. He's a guy that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Russell. If I've missed anything in the last few days, but Brady Pierce doesn't has not committed to a college yet. Correct. No. Um, I mean, he's he's going to make a college coach so happy. I mean, as far as just the things he, he averages, eight point three yards per carry. And he has five touchdowns. Uh, that's that's running the ball. And as a receiver, he has 
19 catches for 511 yards. That's a 26.9 average with eight TDs. Uh, defensively, he is – I mean, what is he up to? He's got he, – he had that stretch earlier this season when he had three interceptions. Is that right? Um, I think so. In yeah. one game. Um, and so it's just what he's been able to do un, as a guy that's really not getting a whole lot of attention is is just incredible. Um, so he could be a real X factor type guy, but I'm I'm really interested for his sake just to see kind of uh, what ends up happening with his his football future. Last year, somebody before the playoffs that um, we all knew was a really good football player, but hadn't quite found a college home was was Jackson Campbell at Independence. Brady Pierce is kind of like that. He's he's super talented. He could he could play Division One football and make make a coach very happy. But it's just uh, hadn't happened yet. And sometimes you got to be patient. But uh, that's that's a guy that just watch him play football. It's it's a lot of fun. He's got forty five tackles on the year as well. He plays both sides. He's just you know every everything he does is is fun to watch. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And he does have some preferred walk-on offers, but maybe at some point, you know, with a big performance down the stretch here, he could uh, turn some of those into scholarship offers. I think that'd be – he would definitely would have earned it because he has put on a show this year along with the along with the Wade Twins. So that's been great to see. Um, you know, I, I'm going to cheat here and, and actually give you two players because I, I don't think you can mention one without mentioning the other. Um, Rain and Blackburn and Reese McAfee from White House are my players to watch. These guys have been incredible for White House, which is 9-1. and one. And I think, you know, we didn't mention them at the top of the show when we were talking about Class 3A, but I think they're capable of making a run there. Uh, you know, East Nashville being probably their primary challenger. Waverly at some point, too, could be one. Um, that's somebody that, you know, White House is the, the team that beat Waverly by two at Nissan Stadium in that really special game in September. But, yeah, Blackburn and McAfee, They've got a one-two punch going in the backfield that nobody's been able to stop. Blackburn is the dual-threat quarterback. He was actually a running back a couple years ago, transitioned to quarterback, but he's he runs the ball more than he passes. Then Reese McAfee is his is his running back, and they're both averaging about nine yards per carry, which is just just nuts. Um, Blackburn's got 12, 1,276 yards and seventeen touchdowns. Uh, McAfee's got. 1208 with 15 touchdowns. So, I mean, their stat lines are almost identical. And then Blackburn's also passed for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. So the Blue Devils, uh, I, I don't think you can count them out in 3A. And, and Reese McAfee and um, Ray and Blackburn are two really big reasons why. Yeah, that's, you're right. That's a, that's a great duo. And that's, you have two players like that that can do as much damage as they're capable of doing together. Uh, that could be a problem. I, I kind of think, We've, we've already run them da- down kind of like the sleepers and, and whatnot, but, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why that can't be a team to watch uh, in, in that class. I mean, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a good team. Yeah, if they, if they do meet East Nashville, it would be in, I believe, the quarterfinals. We've got it right here. It would be in the quarterfinals. It would be at East Nashville. Um, so that, I think that would be a tremendous game if it, if it came to fruition there in, mm-hmm. in 3A. But next up, and, and to wrap up the sh- today's show, uh, let's just go bracket by bracket, Tyler, who we think is going to get out of the first round. Um, I'll kick us off here with Class 1A, and um, and then if you want to tell me your teams or, or tell me if you've got any differences with this list, uh, we can do that, and then we'll we'll switch off after that. 
Uh, I've got South Pittsburgh, Clay County, Whitwell, Gordonsville, Fayetteville, Dresden, Cornersville, and McKenzie all getting out of the first round in Class 1A. Yeah, I'm trying doing a quick rundown here. I don't, I don't disagree on any of those. I, I like, I like South Pitts, Pittsburgh, Clay County, Whitwell, Gordonsville, Fayetteville, Dresden, Cornersville, McKenzie, right? Yep. That, okay. Yeah. I think that's it. Kind of a chalk, kind of a chalk round there yeah. for me too. Which you know we say that, but I there's always something in one or two a where some like two and eight team comes out and beats a, a one seed. So mm-hmm. you know. We're, we're, we're set up for that here, which is fine. Um, that'll be a fun story. How about 2A? What, what do you think about that one? I'm, I've gone chalk here, too. It's, I, I, I'm not a very good – I've never been good at bracket games. But I've, I've got – now, bless East Robertson. I know they worked hard to get to the playoffs, but I've got, them, I've got them losing on the road in the first round. And then I like Trousdale County, Marion County, Watertown, Forest, Lewis County, Summertown, Riverside. One that I'll put on upset alert. I'm not necessarily even picking this to happen because um, I've got Marion County, but Westmoreland has, they've just had a weird season. The results really haven't been there, but they've been close mm-hmm. in a lot of games. They have won some games recently. Um, if I guess if I had to throw in a, an upset alert for 1A and 2A, I, I would I would stick Westmoreland out there at Marion County as a possible, as a possible one. There you go. There you go. Now class 3A, um, I'm not going to quite go chalk with you here, Tyler. Um, I've got Cannon County, Giles County, East Nashville, Waverly, uh, but I'm going Fairview over Smith County, even though Fairview's got to go on the road for that one, and then White House over Stratford. Yeah, I think I, I'll go the I, – yeah, I like Cannon County, Giles County. I think White House Heritage is going to win at East Nashville. I like Waverly. I also like Fairview, and then – I like White House over Stratford. Oh, okay. White House Heritage over over East. All right. Well, um, yeah. We'll see. That that would be a great win for for Heritage. Um, and would kind of blow up everything I said about Class Three A earlier in the show. So we'll we'll come back to that one next week. How about that? Yeah. And then Class Four A. What do, what do you think about that bracket? Yeah, I like I like Macon County, East Hamilton, uh, Upperman, Tullahoma. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick Montgomery Central at Jackson Southside, Pearl Cone, and Hardin County. Yep, Hard- Montgomery Central was my one road win I had there as well. So I think that's a good pick. Class five A, I've got Green Hill, Mount Juliet, Nolansville, Page. Springfield, Memphis Central over Kenwood, um, Henry County over Dyer County, and then Munford over Portland. Yeah, I think we have something very similar. I like Green Hill, Mount Juliet, Nolansville. I think Nolansville is playing good at the right time. Remember early in the year I had some faith in them, and they kind of let me down, but I'm back you on. You did. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, Page, Springfield, Memphis Central – Henry County's moving on. Mumford's moving on. All right. Yeah, we're we're good there. Um, class six A. Let's let's hear that one. Six uh, A. I've got Lebanon, Riverdale, Rockvale, Oakland, Hendersonville, Smyrna, Beach, Cane Ridge, Summit, Brentwood, Ravenwood, 
independence. I've kind of gone home mm. on these ones. I've picked a lot of teams from around. You already. did. You did. I'm going to, uh, man, independence. They've had a, they've had a, just a, a really tough season too. I mean, probably one of the toughest schedules in, in the state, but I've got Collierville putting them kind of out of their misery there. I, I know they, if there is a, a chance to win on the road, um, it might be a team like Independence that's got a, you know, a good quarterback, a high-powered offense, and has the experience of being in a lot of the close games. But, um, yeah, I've got Collier Real now. I think, I think that's the only difference um, in that bracket. Uh, Division two single A, I've got Kings Academy over Grace Christian Academy, um, Tipton Rosemark over Friendship Christian, Columbia Academy over Trinity Christian, and Nashville Christian over Lakeway Christian. I've got all the home teams wins. The only one, only thing different is I've got Friendship Christian over Tipton Rosemark. Mm, okay. I think I'm feeling a little burned by fr- Friendship Christian. I, I picked them to beat uh, Middle Tennessee Christian last week, and that didn't work out. So no, uh, I don't want to happen. Make... How about Division Two Double A? Uh, yeah, going going chalk again here. I've got BGA, CPA, CAK, ECS moving on. All right, I'm going an upset pick with that last one. I think Davidson Academy has got a chance to go beat ECS on the road. So we'll see. Division II AAA, um, I've got Father Ryan over MUS, Pope Prep over St. Benedict, and Baylor over Ensworth. Yeah, I've got the same. Um, I, I see all those the exact same. Ensworth, Baylor could be interesting. But that game was a little lopsided earlier in the year, and Innsworth's dealing with some injuries, so it's probably it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a little tough for them to compete. But man, it, you know, don't we all in this area wish that Innsworth could could win and, and set up a game against NBA next week? I know we would all love to to have a kind of a marquee game like that going on right in the city, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, it it would take quite an effort there from Ensworth, but uh, I don't know. That's but they got to play the game still, and they do have home field advantage. So that mm-hmm. that does make a difference. Um, Tyler, where are you going to be this week? Uh, I'm going to White House Heritage East Nashville, so uh, that'll be interesting. Kind of put my pick to the test there. Um, yeah, haven't seen East Nashville all season since a uh, a scrimmage back in August. Uh, have not seen White House Heritage, so. That's fun. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's nice to get around and see some different teams. And uh, sometimes, you know, you just don't always get to do that because uh, depending on where the big games are. So I love getting around and seeing some different actions, some different football. So uh, I'll be at East Nashville. Yeah, it is fun in the playoffs. You get some matchups you, you don't usually see. Um, and I'll be at one of those as well. Nolensville at Station Camp. You mentioned Nolensville's been playing really well lately. Station camp seems to have hit a little bit of a nosedive after starting seven and zero, I believe. But um, but they still got a home playoff game after going zero and ten last year. So I think I'd consider that a success, regardless mm-hmm. of what happens Friday. But that's where I'll be. And um, you know, if there's nothing else, Tyler, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. Sounds good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be a fun couple weeks. Thanks everybody for tuning in to our Road to Chattanooga episode. That was quite a lot of information there, and we'll be right on some of it, wrong on some of it. But um, thanks again for, for tuning in, and we'll see you back next week uh, right here on the Main Street Preps Podcast. You've been listening to the Main Street Preps Podcast, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee, with your hosts, Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier.
For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.